Welcome to What Book Hooked You, the podcast where we talk to creative people about the books that have had an impact in their lives. I'm Brock Shelley, and thanks for listening. Since summer's upon us, and this is a time where we often uh, catch up on a lot of our reading, we carry a book with us on the beach or on vacation. Our next guest, you might want to check out her debut release that is coming out on June the 20th. It was named one of the 50 best books for the beach by Coastal Living Magazine. And that book is Girl Last Seen by Nina Lauren. So listen in as we talk to Nina about her journey, both as a reader and as a writer. So Nina, what book hooked you? Well, for me, I have to say Night Film by Marisha Pessel. Okay. It's kind of a genre blend. It's uh, suspense and horror and a, bit, a little bit of reality. It has uh, sections that are newspaper cutouts and like blog posts and threads and social media. And it is about uh, the daughter of a notorious horror filmmaker who uh, dies mysteriously. And as a journalist, he wants to find out what happened. And yeah. And so how long ago did you read this book? It was actually about two years ago. I had just gotten into writing suspense, and somebody recommended it to me, and I saw it's it's huge. It's it's like 900 pages. I'm like, whoa. But then I kind of absorbed it in two days. Wow, two days. And so what what do you think really stood out uh, compared to some of the other books that you that you had read before that? Uh, what made this one different? Uh, well, I found that it really made the the things that were happening, it made them a real, kind of grounded them in reality in the way that often I find suspense novels do not. Uh, sometimes there's like problems with suspension of disbelief and things that are happening, you think no in real life, that's not how like people would react. And here it's, maybe it's the, the, the social media inserts that, that she used, but uh, I sort of, I was reading and I was fighting the temptation to, to Google the, the things and the people that they mentioned. I think I actually did a couple of times. Of mm-hmm. course, they weren't real. They were all made up, but just made up extremely well. And so this book, uh, obviously it sounds like a thriller. It's not a book I'm familiar with. Um, and so is that sort of has that always sort of been your favorite genre of books? Well, I've I've always read them, but I haven't focused on them until uh, maybe three, four years ago when I first read Sharp Objects by Gillian Flynn. And then it kind of, because before, before the whole psychological suspense thing took off, you know how it was, it was always the procedurals start, right. starring... Um, police officers or PIs or basically uh, like police detective stories. And well, it's not that, I mean, I love them. A lot of my favorites are uh, in that genre, but Sharp Objects really kind of shifted my perspective. Like, oh, so ordinary people can be stars of uh, suspense too. Then I started to actively seek them out and I ended up with this huge pile of books that I read that I just devoured. And then I was like, hey, why don't I write one? I was writing YA at the time. It wasn't working super well. I'm like, maybe I'm writing the wrong book. And so 
were you have you always sort of been a reader has books uh always been like a hobby of yours well uh actually i am uh i'm trilingual okay i was born in the former soviet union so i grew up reading in one language and then i moved countries and i had to learn another language and then i changed school and i had to learn another language so it's Obviously, in the, the, the spaces between, like, it was tough. Like, I arrive in a place where I can't find books in my native language, and, like, the English books or the French books is just too hard for me. So I have to read, like, really, uh, I, I had to read below my age level. Uh-huh. And sometimes, like, I, I took a long break from reading. But I always came back to it because it had always been my favorite thing. And so... Your native language is Russian, and so what was like the second mm-hmm. language you had to learn then? Uh, French. French, and so English is your third language. Well, then... sort of. It was kind of at the same time as French. Okay, yeah, and that makes sense. But... Do you remember, uh, as you were sort of learning uh, French and English, do you remember like the first kind of the first books that you were really able to read and understand with, with, uh, without any problems? when you were first kind oh. of starting out? Uh, in English, you mean? Yeah, yes. Uh, uh, Fear Street. My library here in Côte in my neighborhood, they had a somewhat limited selection of English books, but they had all the Fear Street books. Mm-hmm. And I read all the Fear Street books. And, like, I, they're well written while they're, they're still accessible. Some of, like, not so much words, but terms and tropes confused me a little but i figured it out from the context but i guess that's where it started the whole interest in the macabre and then horror and then thrillers great and so uh as you were kind of going on then uh what what age were you when you were learning english and french um 12 or so okay Okay. And, uh, well, how it works here is, uh, well, you go to a special class where you just do nothing but learn the language for a year. And, yeah, you read a lot, too, but it's like school books, you know, not always right. the most exciting thing that you want to read at 12. So I kind of, I read The Fear Street and uh, the, the Goosebumps and, yeah, okay, kind of embarrassing confession. I read the Babysitter's Club books because they were they were easy, and I just wanted something that I could understand, you know. Right, and you're not the first guest to to have to admit that, and so it's nothing. Oh, to I be, bet I'm not. Yeah, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, so, you know, what, where, where down the line, as you you know, you're reading these. You know, it sounds like thrillers you were into even as as you were learning English and French. When did the idea for you to become a writer, uh, when did that come up? Uh, well, I've always wanted to be a writer. The language thing just delayed it by a little bit, but I always knew I wanted to be a writer. I was seven years old. I was writing in this little notebook, a story about me and my friends running away from home, which was terrible, <laughs> but that's okay. And... Uh, through high school, I continued. I wrote a little bit of fan fiction that nobody will ever see because, <laughs> thankfully, the internet wasn't quite what right. it is today. Right. And I didn't post it anymore. And uh, I wrote, like, little short stories in the horror genre. and just. But I didn't really try to publish anything until I was about 25. Okay. 
Okay. So, and sounds like you've always sort of been attracted to, you know, outside of the Babysitter's Club, obviously, uh, you've always been attracted to kind of darker themes. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, thrillers, horror, and, well, I just, I love, uh, like, the darkness of the human mind. It doesn't have to be horror, but uh, books like, like Gillian Flynn's first two books and uh, Pierre Lemaitre, who is a French author, and who writes really, really just psychologically dark things, and this Scandinavian thrillers, where they never shy away from, like, the gruesome I've just always been, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you've been writing, uh, you know, always wanted to be a writer, you know, did it, you know, through high school, through college. So when did you start taking it seriously? Um, around, uh, well, around 25. I didn't, uh, I didn't actually go to college till I was 25 years old. I took a long break. Mm-hmm. And I, well, because uh, basically I decided to go and do the creative writing program at Concord University here in Montreal. And for that, I needed a portfolio. So I started going through my old stuff and I was like, hey, I'm not as bad as I previously thought. And uh, so I, I applied and I got accepted. And while I was uh, doing the, the, the pro- program, doing the Bachelor in Fine Arts, Bachelor in Arts, sorry, a BA right. in Creative Writing. Uh, that's when I started working on novels full-time. And, and uh, just like actual novels with publication in mind. And they were YA novels at the time. And I wrote uh, two. I queried one all while I was in school. I queried one, and it went nowhere. I queried the second one, and I got an agent. And then we went on sub, and that did not work out. And was and that... then I wrote... Sorry, go ahead. And so, you know, you wrote the one, and it didn't go, it didn't go anywhere. You wrote the second one, you at least got an agent, but then that didn't go anywhere. So was that hard did how was that discouraging for you uh did you have to really question whether or not writing was for you for a moment there yeah i had a really a dark period and my grades really dipped and i was considering just changing majors because i'm like clearly this is this might never happen and i mean obviously doesn't happen for everybody. Some people are going to query and query and nothing's going to happen. I'm like, am I one of those people? Is it just because I felt like that second book, it was like one of the best things I've done to date. And if that failed, like I didn't see myself really going forward and writing another thing that was comparable to that. So, but uh, then while I was... uh, basically failing on submission, I started another book. And it was for adults this time. And uh, it was kind of a, with a strong romantic subplot. And it was a kind of romantic suspense, I guess you can call it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just needed to take my mind off the whole thing. It was completely different. The, the, The previous book, it was speculative fiction. I just needed to take my mind off it. So 
I wrote it as a palate cleanser. So then, okay, I have this novel, and uh, I decided to send it to my agent. What the hell? And she really hated it. She hated it. Well, basically, she broke up with me in a one-sentence email. Wow. Right before exams. So that was not so great for me. But then, so then it went into the drawer for a couple of months. And then, I don't know why, I took it out of the drawer. I looked at it again. I rewrote about 60% of it. I only kept the core premise. And I queried that. And, well, it's coming out in a month. So... It's coming out June twentieth. Awesome, awesome, and yes, and so girl last seen. Uh, mm-hmm. So could you just summarize what's this what's this book about? It is about a woman who was um, a victim of a kidnapping when she was a child. Three years later, she was found, but she was kind of abandoned in in the system, and uh, ten years later. She becomes involved in another missing child case because the police suspect that it's the same person who had kidnapped her. And things take a dark turn pretty soon when she realizes that she is involved much more than she thought. So what was what was the first kind of seed of the idea? What was the first kind of thing that entered your mind that gave you the idea to write this book? Even before, you know, that first draft uh, that you started writing of it? Uh, it was a true crime case that I read about on Wikipedia, of all things. And then it kind of started percolating in my head. It was just totally awful. Uh, well, I can't tell you because of what it was, because it will be kind of a spoiler. Right. But... Usually the rule with the suspense, the fiction ideas, when you get an idea, just Google it. You can be sure somebody out there actually did something a million times worse. Sure, sure. And then you can feel bad about yourself as a human being for even having thought of it. But, uh, yeah, it started kind of percolating, and there was this character who kind of formed. And I read uh, a book shortly before I stumbled upon that Wikipedia page. I read a book by David Bell called Cemetery Girl. And it's also about the victim of a kidnapping who comes back four years later and her parents are left to deal with the aftermath. And uh, there was a character there in passing who I really liked. And I thought, like, I want to I wanna know her story. And the, this character that was forming in my head, it was similar to that. She was kind of scrappy, kind of rough around the edges, and uh, dealing with PTSD and dealing with other things. But she has to pull herself together and save this next person. So she was the core of it. Really, I wanted to get into the psychology of the psychological thriller, because I find it's, it's one of the most interesting aspects. That's why I love Gillian Flynn. She does it so well. Yeah, yeah. And so was there any kind of mindset change that you had because you those first two tries at creating a novel, they were both within the YA uh, genre, and now you're going uh, to adult, uh, you know, straight genre thriller. Was there really a change that you had to make in your writing style or your thought process with that? 
Well, actually, it was more of a liberating feeling because most of uh, the problems with my YA novels, as far as I could gather from the feedback that I got, is that my writing screws adult and my voice does. And uh, basically, sometimes I go too dark. Like I said, I went to dark fiction. And right. well, it was back in 2012, 13, and we weren't quite where we are yet with dark themes in YA literature sure. it's like oh you can do this you can do that now it's a lot more acceptable I might try again who knows but uh, it was actually really easy for me I just I didn't have to hold back anymore and wonder hmm will people say this is too much will they see this negatively because yeah there is some very like unhealthy behaviors happening in that book in your last scene that well back then I wouldn't have gotten away with in YA for sure and I was glad that I could I could do it was no problem and people actually saw it as a positive rather than something to work against great my now, agent didn't ask me to take it out and the editor didn't say oh we can't have that so that was great that was fun and so you know listening to your story i'm always interested in because it seems that all all writers it seems have those books uh maybe it's one maybe it's two maybe it's several that they've written, they put a lot of work in, but they go nowhere. They just end up in a drawer. Um, those two books that you have, is there any plans to revisit it all? Have you ever used anything uh, out of those books? Are they just in a drawer forever and only you will ever see them? Well, the first of those books, it deserves to be in a drawer. <laughs> I reread it and I was like, what the hell was they thinking? Well, every writer has those. Like it was, it seemed like a good manuscript at the time, but right. really, you're just glad that it's locked in the drawer. It's never coming out. The second one, though, yeah, I well, I might revisit the theme mm -hmm. later on eventually, but I don't know about the the book as it is right now. Sure, but. I definitely, I still like it. I still feel sad that nothing happened with it for sure. When you look at uh, either one of those first two books and then you look at Girl Last Seen, how do you see that you've grown as a writer? How have you improved as a writer uh, from those two books to this one that's coming out? Uh, it's a... Uh... A kind of, it's a thing that a lot of writers, I think, will relate to, uh, especially with the first of the two that's staying in the drawer. I learned to look outside of myself and write characters who are not me, not with my mentality, my worldview, my uh, you know, subcultural affiliations, whatever, my music taste, etc. Like, you need to look outside yourself to be able to write a character that resonates with people. And, uh, yeah, I think I, I, I'm, I'm getting better at uh, writing different kinds of characters and not just in terms of research. Research is easy. And it's easy to turn a book into a research paper instead of a story. Right. Uh, but it's the voice that's difficult, especially since I write in first person a lot. You really need to, how would they speak? What would they think? What would they do with their background? Uh how would they react to what's happening? And like even things like agency, sure, characters have to have agency, but 
a, a character with this or that background? Would they really take initiative here or not? Sometimes I find that in a book and it's just like, this character wouldn't do that here. They just wouldn't, it's wrong. So uh, yeah, but it's, it's an ongoing process. With every new manuscript, I hope, I think, I'm improving on that front, so. Absolutely. Uh, so you, you will soon be a published writer. Uh, you know, and that, and that's probably obviously been a dream of yours for quite some time. So as that is, you know, very close and it's coming up very soon, what have you, what has surprised you or what is so different compared to when you were sort of dreaming about being a published writer to actually having gone through the process of getting an agent and getting a book deal and, uh, having that book, you know, become, uh, you know, you know, print it off and you can actually hold it in your hands. What is different from having gone through it compared to when you were starting off, uh, you know, at college, uh, going through this process where you were just kind of dreaming about that? What's different? Or what, what or what, what did you assume when you were in college about the process? that you, having gone through the process, it's so much different? Well, of course, I thought it would be easier. And there was a really harsh reality check there. Because, well, when I was, since I was a child and I was writing essays in school and entering short story competitions, everybody was like always kind of fawning over me. Oh, my God, she's so talented. She's going to be a writer for sure. And then I'm like, I arrived there at 25, it's time to write a novel and actually get it out there. Well, this should be a breeze. I'm so talented, right? My, my teacher in third grade said so. Well, not the case. So uh, there was lots of rejections and angst and stuff. And yeah, but it was worth it in the end. And that moment when my agent called me and said, oh, by the way, the book sold to Grand Central. I kind of just sat on the floor and tried not to cry. And, That's yeah. great. That's great. She was happy to hear that, I think. Yes. That's that magic moment that agents love telling somebody they have their first real book deal. I'm sure. Now, I was wondering, since you are trilingual, uh, you had to learn you know, French and English, do you think having to go through that process of... Uh, obtaining the skills uh, of learning not just one additional language, but two additional languages. Do you think having to go through that process has helped you as a writer at all? I think so. I think so because, well, first of all, it means I was exposed to three different cultures instead instead of just one. So I got to read Russian books and I got to read French books and then English books and, uh, Genre expectations are completely different in all three, and the narrative structure is different. So, uh, well, at the same time, it's hard to keep up with everything. Like, I feel like I, I can't, like, read all the books that everybody else has read and watch all the TV shows and just keep up when I, I have, like, two things to keep track of instead. Sure. But, uh, yeah, it it helps in the sense that... Uh, it develops the imagination, I guess, and the vocabulary too. It does like hinder a little, but only that it takes 
practice because it's one thing to learn a language and another to learn it well enough to write a book in it. Absolutely. And that takes a lot of reading and a lot of writing and a lot of patience. And patience is not one of my finer qualities, yeah. admittedly. But do I you, got there somehow. Do you only write in English as when it comes to works of fiction and things like that? Um, well, I am, I've been working for a while on something in French, but it's not ready yet. It's, it's too, I, I realize it's a little personal. Mm -hmm. It's too, a little, a, a little too much of my personal experience in it. And I'm just not ready to get rejections for that. Sure. Because it's one thing to be told, okay, your fiction work needs needs more editing, your novel needs work. And it's another to say, oh, your life story, well, we don't care about it. It's not interesting enough. The main character is unlikable, you know. So it's, it's going to be in the drawer for a bit. I'm going to come back to it eventually. I see. I see. And so do, your, do you utilize uh, your Russian and French influences at all in your work? Uh, even if the language is English, is there anything that you pull, whether it's whether it's different uh, plot structures, different genres, or just different cultural cultural elements uh, from either culture? Uh, well, some would say that the the whole uh, atmosphere of bleakness and despair is very, very a Russian literature thing. And uh, I mean, I don't think uh, that my uh, agent or editor were that surprised when they learned that I was born uh, in Russia. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, well, of course she is. Uh, well, there's another, I, I want, I've always wanted to uh, write something set where I live. Mm -hmm. Kind of like Louise Penny, but uh, slightly different, more psychological. Montreal and Quebec. I think it would make a really good uh, kind of setting as character kind of place. So while I haven't used it yet, I plan to in the future, for sure. Was there anything that, you know, from the time you got signed till, you know, coming up here on the 20th, uh, when it will be released, did, was any, did anything surprise you through that process? Well, my agent is really awesome, and she explained everything to me beforehand. But, uh, of course, there are some things, like you, when she tells you, you're like, yeah, okay, I can handle it. And then uh, when you get there, it's like, whoa. Uh, that the, the editing, is there's many, many steps. And uh, at one point, they send you back your manuscript, looking like they sacrificed the goat <laughs> on it. Right. And, uh, well, my editor, my agent said she was uh, blunt, but uh -huh. I didn't find it too bad. It's just it was a lot of work. Right. A lot of work first at the plot level and then a lot of, a lot of work on the detail level. And then the, the, the proofreading and then finding inconsistencies and many, many steps. And another thing that I was surprised by, but in a good way, it was that um, foreign rights, uh, it means translation, right, mm -hmm. for the book, they sold before the actual book had a publisher in the United States. Wow. 
you know, it was a good surprise. And apparently it happens quite often. But uh, still, I was, I was happy to hear that. Excellent. Yeah. And so and, now, you know, it's going to be published. Uh, you know, is this is this really a culmination? I would assume it's, this is a dream come true for you that, you know, you've worked this hard. You have two books in a drawer uh, where you had an agent, lost the agent, uh, but kept going. And now now it's going to be people are going to be able to read this book. Uh, do you ever take a moment to kind of to wrap your head around all of that? You know, the journey you've been through and now it's now it's coming true, basically. Yeah, when my advanced copies came, I kind of just hugged the box and <laughs> cried a little. Right. That's great. Yeah, and um, it's just like holding, I, I'm holding it in my hands right now, and it's like, oh, my God, it's a real book. And, uh, well, I actually have way more than two books in a drawer. It's just I've never queried them before mm-hmm. or never sent them to uh my agent because well sometimes it's like exercises sure sure like in professional tennis before you play for the 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 big prize the cup or whatever Mm -hmm. you have to play a lot of practice games absolutely absolutely so i kind of i'm about those the unfinished ones well the um the ones that i never sent out i'm very cool about them they were just practice and also Yes, it's it's not over. It's not like it's it's not coming to an end. It's because it's, as a lot of people say, and it's totally true, it's even harder to stay published than it is to get published. So it's an ongoing journey. Sure. Good. Good. And all right. So a few questions, sort of as we wrap up, um, and these are just kind of more rapid fire, just general questions that I ask at the end. What is sure. your favorite movie based on a book? Um, I have a few, but I'm going to go with Risk Cutter's A Love Story. It's based on a really cool novella by an Israeli author. And the movie is, it, it's also, it's really excellent. And it's not as depressing as it sounds and not as dark as it sounds. It's really good. Good. What book... Uh, you, maybe a classic work of literature, a book that's loved by millions of people, do you hate? I hated, hated, hated in high school in, uh, was it eighth grade? Lord of the Flies. Lord. Why? Why do you make children read this? I don't understand. And what grade did you it's read it so... in? Sorry? What grade did you read it in? Um, maybe seventh or eighth. I don't remember because wow. they're also like numbered differently here. So oh, that's could true. be yeah around then. thirteen. Yeah. Okay, well that's I would say that's a that's pretty young to read that book. All right, so then, what is the last great book that you read? A really great was Ink and Bone by uh, Lisa Unger, and. Uh, it's actually a paranormal thriller. It's about a young woman who's a psychic and she's helping in a missing girl case again. But it, it actually goes someplace completely different from where, where you think it's going to go. And it's definitely worth a read. Although I don't think she really needs me to promote her at this <laughs> point. She's <laughs> quite well known. 
All right, Nina. Well, thank you for taking time out. Uh, congratulations on Girl Last Seen. Uh, you know, it's, it sounds like it's going to be a great summer read for everyone. Uh, and take care. Take care. Thank you for having me. And that does it for another episode of What Book Hooked You? Special thanks to Nina Lauren. Be sure to check out her book, Girl Last Seen, that is released June 20th. I suggest maybe you add it to your summer reading list. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, keep reading.